0: with Shame of Thrones, your weekly recap podcast for HBO's Banana Mayonnaise of a sandwich of a TV show that is a Game of Thrones. My name is Doug, and Brian, I feel like it's been a while. What the fuck is banana mayonnaise? I found out some people eat it, and I'm still disgusted. (laughs) My worldview has been shifted. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's revolting.
0: Yeah, I heard of bananas and um, peanut butter. I heard that uh, that's what Elvis would uh, oh, eat. Yeah, he would eat fried fried uh, peanut
1: butter banana sandwiches.
0: Well, if you fry it up, I'm sure it's probably pretty good. They're good, just the the regular peanut butter and banana sandwich. I've had, I've had a few. No, but this a is bit. a banana and mayonnaise sandwich, the viscosity of the just the bite alone, oh, like the first God. bite. On white bread too, I imagine it's awful. You just <laughs> you can't get tell that sour cream. Yeah, I can't tell where the white bread and the mayonnaise and the banana end and start. It's probably all disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, uh yeah, we took a little week off uh and we did uh I guess the greatest hits or like a look back at the time machine.
1: Well, let, yeah, I want to apologize right off the bat for the last two episodes. <laughs> uh,
0: well, the, you you should apologize for all of them because uh, the the one before last was a normal episode, so right? Uh, that was uh, recorded a long time ago. No, that was the one that was just this past week.
1: Oh, but then the one before that was uh, we watched it in real time, right?
0: Oh yeah that that is yeah. apology worthy. Okay, guys, Shit show. Uh, yeah. we're not experimenting no. for now. Um, <laughs> for now, uh, but. Um, Anyway, it was interesting uh Brian you say you never listen to us. Um that's fine. It's probably a no, I ones. have.
1: I have. Uh just uh it's been a while.
0: It's been some time, yes. Uh Two but- weeks? <laughs> Jesus. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, uh let's see. Uh I was I was fascinated by listening to our first ever uh podcast because we set up jokes that we do callbacks on, forgetting that we never aired that episode, I think. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. It's
0: pretty great. Uh, anyway, guys, we're going to be talking about um, uh, Season 5, Episode 9, uh, The Dance of Dragons. An, a horrible episode, just awful. But before we get to that exciting uh, recap, uh, we do want to discuss the uh, Game of Thrones Season 7 news. So, as you nerds are probably aware, because nerds are cool now. So, you guys are all cool, even though you're this nerds. Cool. Uh, the Season 7 uh, trailer Part 2 is out. Uh, and there's all sorts of stuff. There's dragons flying around and little people on dragons, uh, because dragons so big, um, dragons fire, guy with a fire sword, uh, Jamie haircut running around on a horse. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, but what are you excited, uh, to see with the, uh, did, let me ask, did the trailer get you pumped? A little bit, and I've been meaning to go back
1: and look at it more closely or watch like a podcast or uh, YouTube video of it kind of breaking it down. I did see a thing on Imgur, Imgur that was kind of a breakdown. Uh, yeah, I am kind of excited, and, uh, and seeing somebody else's breakdown of it uh, that showed some of the details made me even more excited. So, well, you yeah, a you're, pumped.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're in luck, because we're going to go through the trailer uh, frame by frame tonight. Good God. No. Well, there are people I'm sure that people have done that. No, there definitely are people who have done that. And I've, I've watched yeah. a couple of their uh, summaries as well. I think uh, the most exciting thing for me is Bran may be doing something useful with the uh, uh, ravens. Looks like uh, they they show a shot of all the ravens and one of them has white eyes like uh, Hodor. Um, and, you know, Bran gets when he does his warging. So maybe mm-hmm. we're going to have like Attack of the Birds. Um, could be cool.
1: Yeah, except for I think we know now that he's the one that's going to screw everything up and bring down the wall or at least remove the wall's magic. Probably. He's he's Yeah.
0: He's definitely going to be a problem. He didn't finish his training much like uh you know old Lukey lukey Skywalker. But um Sure. I I did like there's this one scene that just they just flashed Jon Snow as a guy was running up to him and he just like butts him in the head with the you know the bottom of his sword, the handle of his sword. And the guy goes down like a ton of bricks. And they just showed that for a second and I was like, okay, I don't know what the scenario here is here, but it looks like a lot of fun. Um
1: Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of action, a lot of crazy ass action.
0: Hopefully less well,
1: here we, actually let's bring this up. Uh, we'd hope that they moved on from some of the cruelty and some of the worst things that actually were part of large part of this season. Yeah. And of course the guy who's gonna play Euron Greyjoy was interviewed, I forget who the interview with, but the quote was, uh the psycho I've encountered he actually, he says, after the season, Ramsey's going to look like a little kid.
0: Oh, Jesus! So,
1: so it appears that uh, Euron is really going to be ramping things up. Uh, another quote: uh, "This scene, I want to be a molester." I mean, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so uh, not 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 good.
0: Yeah, uh, that that really is troublesome. I mean, I I I, I mean. I wasn't as I wasn't afraid of Ramsey, I was just like kinda sick of him. Like Yeah. Um, I don't know. Too much to be realistic. In, Too much, much to be realistic. Ad yeah. But uh yeah, I and and we've discussed this before. Euron on Joy doesn't look intimidating at all. No. Like he looks like I think I've said this before, he looks like he'd be more at home in like instead of like, I don't know, Reavers garb or whatever the the people from the Iron Islands wear. In, like, maybe a Green Bay jersey with a cheese head, uh, cheese hat head thing. Um, I think, yeah. you know, he's, like, a little chubby ginger character, old man. Uh, I, I don't find him intimidating. In the book, he's a little, you know, he's, he's got, he's got an eye patch, he comes with all these, like, uh, foreign sorcerers with him, uh, and he, you know, has a dragon horn with him that says can bind dragons to his will. Uh, it's a little more interesting. I just wonder what they're going to do. Like you said, they're probably just going to have him, like, I don't know, have sex with a bunch of kids or something really disgusting to make us hate him, much like they do to one of the uh, characters in this episode, which I can't wait yeah. to talk about. All right, so let's get this oh, wait, wait! Started. Before, we do have yeah. to address some other news that is very disturbing. Uh, So, guys, from time to time, I go ahead and check the uh, iTunes, now called the Apple Podcast Charts, and... When I type in uh, Game of Thrones, we don't come up in the top 10, or the top 5, or even the top 1. Uh, what is top 1 right now is something called binge mode, oh, God. and they're watching all the episodes. What, guys, how are these people? They came out of nowhere. They're from The Ringer, which somebody tells me is uh, Bill Simmons podcast thing, and that guy is awful. I've only seen him uh, on HBO once when he had that short-lived TV show. But guys, that's an insult to not only this podcast but for you so uh go out there and leave some reviews even if they're terrible let's see if we can get into I don't know the top 50 uh probably not gonna happen but um oh and also this there's a convention going on it's called Con of Thrones we're not invited (laughs) did you did you check your junk mail
1: yeah, yeah, I didn't I? I actually started a change.org petition with the White House. Uh, get yeah.
0: Us so how many do we got? Two. You got me. You got you. How many do we need? How many signatures do we need for the White House yeah, to I do something know. about it? Yeah, I was would, would do a panel. I was going to bring on a
1: surprise guest, Sam Schu. Yeah, uh, it was going to it was going to be great. But
0: um, yeah, they
1: really uh, screwed the pooch on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm a which, little. Uh,
1: I said, you know what? That's a troubling phrase. I don't know why people
0: are fucking dogs. Yeah, that is a weird phrase. Anyway. Yeah, uh, Roger. Aston Griffiths, also known as Mace Tyrell, is going to be there, and that's the real depressing part. We're gonna miss him. That guy is a bad motherfucker. Jeez. Yes, I can't I can't wait. Alright, so let's get into this episode. Alright. Yes. So uh so this is a season nine. Season nines are usually like the big explodey um consequence filled episodes. Um and this season kind of bucked that trend with the Hard Home, I feel like was a bigger splash than this, but uh, they've got some set pieces in here and we'll talk about it. So the whole episode opens with uh, Stannis' frozen army uh, camping out at night. Uh, Mel gets a weird feeling, you know, just this is what happens in cliches of uh, TV shows and movies where they're just like, hmm, uh, maybe I heard something, maybe I smelled something, I, maybe I have a sixth sense, I'm just going to walk outside, something's up. And she walks outside and sees uh, multiple fires pop up. We do this like uh, aerial shot, fires are popping up everywhere. Uh, men are running around trying to put out the fire, horse runs by on fire, and then it smash cuts to the next day, and Davos is ta- tallying what happened, uh, and somehow he knows there it's it was 20 men, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> or less. First of all, how the fuck does he add that number? Because it doesn't sound like they captured any of them, uh, but somehow Davos knows it's 20 men, and he tallies up, up the damages. He says, hundreds are dead. Hundreds. What the fuck? Like, uh, it's, I, how? It's infuriating. How? Okay, so yeah. hundred, hundreds of dead, food stores, we'll get to it, at the, I guess, at the end of this uh, description. Food stores are burned, uh, all their siege weapons are done, and a whole bunch of horses are dead too. Uh, Sanus is pissed, then no one sounded the alarm, you know, says, you know, the guys either on watch either conspired or uh, were incompetent. Either way, question them and hang them. Uh, Davos says, well, it's probably because they're northern men and they know the north better. <laughs> The fuck stupid stuff <laughs> fuck is that. Yeah. You. <laughs> by yeah, the way, like by the way, this is all show invention. It's yeah, just say. like the
1: explanation. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that they looked at it and said, Well, this doesn't make any sense. Tannis this is this great tactician. I'm sure he you knows how to set up a camp in a place where they can't be easily raided or at least have his guys posted and the explanation for all of that nonsense is well, they're northerners.
0: Yeah. You know what this was? They when the showrunners D and D were talking about this, it was um right before lunch and they were going a little long and they needed to solve this problem they had you know low blood sugar level and then somebody just like well they're from the north so they probably know it better they're probably just they know how to move in snow Yeah, yeah they've got
1: kick ass snowshoes uh, it's just stupid. Uh, just the idea of it. I Yeah, I
0: hate this. Yeah, let me finish it off and then I'll go back to talking about, railing about this. Uh, when Davos asks what they're going to do since they can't go back, they don't have enough food to make it back to Castle Black and they can't go forward because the snow is too high, Stannis just looks ominously over at Melisandre who's just staring right back uh, and then ta- tells Davos to go butcher the meat, uh, the horses for meat and curtly dismisses him. So we know shit's going down. All right, so let's go back to this. So, these 20 good men, uh, let's just, let's get to the part where they successfully infiltrate the camp without anybody seeing them and set fires. Okay. Cut the horse line, so maybe the horses scatter. But how are hundreds of people dead? Uh, Those tents, uh, I I imagine you can get out of a tent pretty easy. I (laughs) I haven't done that much camping, but come on. Yeah, what kind of accelerant are they using that it is able to light things up that quick, easily
1: in the snow? Or how would they deploy
0: it, such accelerant without being seen? Yeah, it just,
1: Doug, it doesn't even, there's no point on even trying to figure it out because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, it, this gets to the bigger part of how they basically assassinated Stannis' character. And once again, uh, D&D have said multiple times that, spoiler alert, uh, Shireen's going to get burned alive at the end. His own daughter, he's going to burn his daughter. Uh, And that's your one and only spoiler alert. Um, But, uh, and they said that Martin, not Martin Lawrence, George R.R. Martin assured them that this is what happens in the books. And I've talked about this a million times, but I could believe that of Stannis, if things were given the proper pacing, treatment, made sense at all, but Stannis just looks like a fucking idiot buffoon, and he makes this horrible moral choice all in the matter of 45 minutes. Like, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: It's such a quick transition, and they in the behind the episode they try to kind of explain it about you know it's it, it's shitty. It's I mean I, I guess it's a little bit more forgivable because George was behind it, but it still seems like garbage. No, and it just doesn't I mean, have enough setup
0: to to really make it work. George told them that you know they had the setup of as point A, and George told them point B, but he didn't tell them how they were going to get there. I imagine. Yeah, and they just kind of made it well, up.
1: And they do try to have that uh, speech later on where he's trying to justify it. I mean, it was just exposition. But uh, I, I mean, on the rewatch, I kind of checked out. And I never. I think we've. I've said this before. I never really gave a shit about Shireen. Really. I mean, if anything, her yeah, you're right. She probably deserved to get she,
0: burned alive. That's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, her scenes are boring. It's it's her playing with her stupid stat. I mean, how? Yeah. You know, kids back then—they're probably better off dead. They were so bored all the time.
0: Okay, guys. Dumb books about dragons, and then little a horse statue, and that's their entire life. A shame to Thrones. Here we are not anti-natalist. Um, those comments reflect (laughs) only Brian. Uh, Anyway, I I agree with you. Uh, Shireen was just a like a sounding board for Davos, and occasionally Stannis. Um, you know, we talked about this like uh Miss Sandy over with danny she doesn't really have much of a personality and they're trying to give her this romance with gray worm we don't really care she just is there so that danny can talk to somebody um and i feel like that's shireen's purpose as well which is unfortunate i think the 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 girl who plays shireen does a fine job acting um yeah but yeah it's her it, you know usually the scenes go on too long they're boring um uh, you know, and she's been outside of the action. This is, I guess, as close to the action as she's going to get. Maybe it's a little bit too close, uh, but uh, yeah, that's just the turnaround for Stannis is what bothers me so much. I, I never thought sure. Stannis would be victorious at all, but yeah, kind of respected him and liked him. And this is just—it's just so poorly rushed and handled. I—I I hate it. Hate everything about it.
1: Yeah, and it also just uh, rips apart the one thing that seemed to make him human, which was his affection for his daughter. And then he just goes out and burns that one, one shred of humanity that he has.
0: Right. And I mean, like I said, if they would have shown the camp, uh, full of Stannis people suffering and maybe in the book, uh, they're cannibalizing each other and guess what? Stannis still hasn't burned his daughter. His daughter is nowhere in sight (laughs) and the men are so hard up. They're eating each other. People are dying from frostbite, or whatever, exposure, I don't know, Uh, coldsies, a case of the disease, and their friends and, you know, co-workers are eating them. That's pretty fucked up. Now, if that would have happened in the show over the course of maybe just two episodes, I could see the situation being very dire, and maybe Stannis is like, I've got to kill my daughter so that not only I can be king so that everybody else can live and survive, not just win the war, but just so the snow's melt and we can get out of here that i could yeah. believe you know
1: we also saw like the horses he's butchering the horses for meat so it sounds like they could have a horse horse fest if they <laughs> really wanted to
0: no a couple of days yeah just like let's let's wait to not burn my daughter until the horse meat goes the, her, yeah. the horse jerky is done yeah exactly i don't know
1: I mean, yeah it's just, I you. just
0: uh, <laughs> yeah it's a big fuck you uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate it. So let's move on. But
1: yeah, this, I mean, yeah, this is the season of cruelty. I mean, this really what the this season is. This is the worst so.
0: season ever.
1: Yep. All right, so we head out beyond the wall, and John is leading the remaining wildlings, uh, along with Tormund, to the wall. They cuts to uh, Slint standing on top of the wall, looking down at the mass of people, and there's uh, some drama to see whether Slint will open the gates, which he does. Transitions to the all the wildlings filing in while John talks to Sam. John laments losing people and failing the wildlings because of the attack, but Sam points out that, that the good that he's done, which is all these people that he saved, uh, everyone gawks at 1-1 while uh, Ollie gives John the stink eye, and then Thorne sidles up to John and drops a truth bomb. You've got a good heart, John, so it will get everyone killed.
0: Yeah, I, I like this. I like that uh, Thorne was hesitant but ultimately did his duty. Uh You know, I guess it sets up his ultimate betrayal later was a little hurtful because it seemed like, you know, Thorne was building, you were building up like a mutual respect for Thorne, even though you didn't like him. Like he did defend the wall, um, you know, and John didn't have him shipped off to do whatever. He just kind of threatened him with it. Um, So John was treating him, giving him respect as well. Um, So I guess I like that uh, drama that they had there.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't make sense though, because uh, wouldn't they've been on boats
0: and have gone to Eastwatch by the sea? Why are they at the gate? Uh, I because it looks better. It's a visual yeah, medium, I guess and so. like yeah. they have to have like an ultimate stare down, like it's the OK Corral or some dumb shit. Uh, the show, you know, it, it I you know they have to cut corners. We talk about this all the time. They have to cut corners uh, and they have to simplify things for time, all that shit. But, uh, yeah, it is a little ridiculous. Yeah. No doubt.
1: <clears throat> I think that there is an explanation in the book, but I don't recall what it is. They're actually, like, outside in the haunted forest nearby at some point, and I think they do come through the gate, but I don't know that they're...
0: Uh, you know what? I'm just speculating, so... I have yes, no so idea. On. So yeah. yeah, okay. So, we're moving on. We're back to shitty uh, ice camp. Uh, Stannis is stewing in his tent when Davos arrives, uh, and Davos is there because... Stannis is sending him away to the wall to demand more men and supplies from Jon Snow and the Night's Watch. Um, Davos knows something is up and asks if he can take Shireen with him. So uh, I'll just put a little bookmark here saying Davos knows something's going on and he lets it happen anyway. Maybe he didn't know the severity, but he obviously knew Shireen was in trouble because he asked about her. Um, Anyway, we get a quick shot of the men of the army looking very cold and later, Davos goes to see Shireen and say goodbye. She's reading a story from Fake History about a dude who had a clever plan to kill a dragon with his mirror shield, but he, the plan failed and he got eaten. And they laugh about the death of the hero. Ha 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 ha. Uh, he mentions his regrets about not learning to read and just talking about regrets and I guess, you know, people getting burned alive. <laughs> uh and he gives her a carved stag statue and tells her smell you later a little huggy
1: yeah and the, all these cold people should be doing all that horse they're knee deep and dead horse i would <laughs> think but uh <clears throat> i think we've discussed this before uh, uh that uh no oh, you know what my notes were something we've already discussed so that's fine yeah off this, the dome just, just just yeah it's kind of it. boring I, I don't know um, once again, Davos and Shireen, I don't really care. I guess I, I wondered to the extent of what we're supposed to believe he knows and doesn't know. Uh, I mean, I guess he has to know that something bad is happening to her. Right. Because he, uh, he asks don't know what, about
0: her right away. Yeah, but what, what could he think it is other than her being killed? I mean, I don't know that's, what else. That's he it. Eat. He must be lying to himself. So, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how this squares with Davos. Davos should feel guilty. He only learned about this, like, I think the end of this past season. Like, he was with Jon, so he didn't see the fallout. But, um, so he learned that Shireen was burned just there at the end. But, uh, so we don't know his personal guilt, but he's gotta have some personal guilt because he knew something was up. Like, it's not like, was he worried about her starving to death with everybody else? Maybe. But I don't think that's the case. I think he knows that Melisandre likes to burn people with King's blood and there's only a few people with King's blood there yeah that would make sense sure Uh, but once again this is just rushing everything along get Davos out of the way rough yeah Yeah. okay so where do we go next
1: All right, so now we're uh, post the uh, – one of the better choreographed battles I've ever seen in the courtyard (laughs) down in the water gardens. Uh, Jamie joins the royalty uh, down in uh, Dorne for a tea and lemon party. Very awkward uh, due to Lario. Duran uh, Duran asks Jamie why he's there, tells him that he came to check on his daughter and, and to, he needed to bring her back after they received a threatening messages. Uh, of course, Duran Duran realizes that it's Hilaria. Duran assures Jamie that there's no violence while Hilaria continues to just throw shade, including refusing to engage in a toast. Jamie tells Duran that uh, Tommen wants Marcella to return, and Duran is okay with that but proposes that Tristane accompanies Marcella. And also joins the small council to replace the Red Viper who was killed a few episodes ago. Hilaria then storms out after making fun of uh, Durant's de- diseases. So Then we turn <laughs> to the, fa- yeah, for the fate of Bronn, and Tristane agrees to set him free with one condition. So we'll break there, and do you have anything to say or –
0: yeah. Uh, so when we go to get Braun oh wait, no, that's that's all next. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, I got nothing to say. This is all, you know, it's not not engaging. None of Dorne no, is it, interesting it, at it, all.
1: Laria is so fucking infuriating, right? I mean, I guess that's a function of Duran Duran being a punk and not handling his business. I mean, I know she's family or whatever, but who gives a fuck? I mean, she's like outwardly. I mean, this is, like, the one of the seven most important people in the world. And she's, like, openly disrespectful to him, and the prince is not doing anything yep. about it. This is more a character um, assassination,
0: because so. Duran Duran in the books is a master schemer and plotter. Whether his schemes and plots are going to come to fruition or have ever uh, remains to be seen. But here, he's just a weak, dumb old man who is just a pussy. Like, that's the only conclusion you can draw from him. His pacifism... Sucks, and is not the way to go, and it's proven by his eventual death. Oh, spoiler warning, guys! That second one. Yeah,
1: it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I guess it does kind of fit the character, but the character is such shit um, that it's. Re- I don't like it at why, all. Why? Yeah.
0: Why would you care about Duran even a second time? Now, knowing what you know, what's going to happen? Looking back, you're just like, this is even more of a waste of time.
1: Exactly. So, so now we go down to the jail, and Sand Skanks are playing. Uh, a slapping game uh, and just absolute dog shit. And I'll tell you what <laughs> the inspiration behind this in just a minute. Oh God. You know, it is it makes you more,
0: even more angry. I'm already angry and I'll tell you why before you tell me the inspiration, but continue All with right. the description. Next. So
1: then uh, that big dude, I think he's Hotar or Hotep. I don't know. What yeah, he he is. it's close enough. He arrives to score Bron back to the uh, tea and lemon party. Uh, Jamie introduces Bron to Tristane and Doran. Doran tells Bron Tristane is free. Him, but upon one condition, and uh, Hotep hits him, and then there's a just an absolute—I uh, don't mean to keep repeating phrases, but just dog shit joke where Bron says, "Oh, that pie looks good," after being told he's going to be free. So then Hotep hits him in the face and says, "Maybe he would rather have
0: some soup." Because which, presumably his what? teeth are going to hurt, or he's missing teeth.
1: I guess, but why? What do you what? What? Why? What is that?
0: I don't know. It's so stupid. What? Okay, before we go back, I want to just talk about this point. As much as these two families hate each other, the Lannisters and the Martells, they can agree on one thing: commoners are fucking despicable losers, and they deserve to get beaten up. <laughs> because the whole conceit here was, what would happen in King's Landing if a commoner struck uh, a member of the royal family? Yeah so like because a disgusting commoner did it uh jamie's like yeah you're right i guess he's you know he's not related to me or anything so yeah punch his ass <laughs> what yeah yeah i think this goes back to what you railed against in the first episode that was released last week uh this these people are just entitled assholes
1: yeah yeah uh, uh yeah so the, the inspiration for the slapping uh, thing wait was wait wait, <laughs> wait.
0: before yeah. i before you give me the inspiration i wrote this is insulting to women <laughs> Because these girls are supposed to be badass and they're playing like childish slap games, uh, and it goes too far and they're about to come to blows. I guess this is to show how you how competitive they are and how they're rough and tumble, but this is like an idiot's uh I guess an idea of what a fierce woman would act like uh, and it I don't know it's just in, it's infantilizing them it's making them seem like they're children. I, I just thought found it annoying and on rewatch uh, disrespectful. But uh,
1: I agree, it's, exa- it's exacerbated by that the the plotline is so awful. But so the inspiration apparently was that uh, Jason Momoa, who plays Cal Drogo, would actually play this game with people, and Benny off was drunk one day and tried to play with him, and Momoa kicked the shit out of him. And actually, later in the day, Benioff uh, that night, Benny often realized that he'd actually broken his hand or his wrist or something, Jesus. because Drogo had slapped the shit out of him. So this is like an in joke for the writers, which is like even worse that they added this and thought it was like funny to yeah. them.
0: It's it, it's once again it's like, it's like laziness. It's just one. I, it's either drunk or right before lunch. Hey, you know to be good. Slaps. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that thing yeah I remember it, oh man when it happens on screen, you and I laugh, and everybody else will just be confused
1: yep yeah. I mean that, <laughs> that really if you thought about it at all, then that's exactly what it is yeah, um, uh, yeah it's so terrible I, yeah and I, because what is even i mean you said you said earlier what you think the point was is that to show them that
0: they're these badasses or but it really it, it has the opposite effect right and, makes them seem like they're so, fucking clowns.
1: So it's just like these people who are like inside the world so much that they think whatever they put on the screen is interesting. I mean, I think that's the only explanation for it.
0: Right. They have no one oh. telling them no, like George Lucas in the, the prequels. They just need somebody yeah. going, hey, uh, I know this is the most popular show on TV, maybe in history, but uh, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> this isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's
1: not have uh, a an alien doing a poor impression of a black slave.
0: <laughs> Jesus What's that from? Jar Jar. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. All right. What next? All right. So Aria is selling her seafood uh, in the smelly streets and gets casually sexually harassed by a passerby. Oh uh, uh, yeah,
1: that's why I wrote that <laughs> back to back <laughs> super good jokes. Maybe you want some s- soup? How about your clam?
0: <laughs> God damn. Uh yeah. Um, yeah. She's on her way to complete her murder homework. Which involves killing that guy who's, uh, I guess, walching on his bets uh, for sailor insurance or whatever. Uh, Anyway, uh, she fails because as she nears the guy, she sees Maren Trant showed up with the baddest motherfucker on the planet, Mace Tyrell. Uh, uh, Trant is on her death wish, as we know, or death list, and she wants him bad. Uh, But Mace is there talking to the banker from the Iron Bank. Who met him at the dock and it, it the whole exchange is hilarious he's belittling ban- the idea of banking and uh yeah. questioning it in general calling them gamblers and thieves um and just all around being delightful and eventually he breaks out into song <laughs> which is awesome yeah uh well, i guess there's three songs in this world so you got the bear and the maiden fair you got the reins of castamir and you got whatever the fuck mace was singing
1: oh no there, there was a fourth one uh that we we talked about Oh yeah about yeah oh, yeah the dornishman's yeah, yeah.
0: wife so that's yes that's yes. four wow mm-hmm. that's quite a bit um later Trant We're brings way to a mixtape <laughs> almost Trant uh brings his two Lannister guard buddies to a whorehouse uh Arya yeah. is there case in the joint and she spots trance trying to follow him um and she's creeping on him and she sees that he's being brought women before him and he keeps saying they're too old um, and, um, he says, you know, do you have what I want or not? And I guess the horrible lady who runs the whorehouse, uh, goes and gets a small child. Uh, but while she's gone, Arya is spotted by one of the guards, um, saying, hey, oysters are good for your dick. And he brings him in or Arya into where Maren Trant is. And Maren Trant has a, there's a scare where he recognizes her kind of for a second but uh, he's quickly distracted by the promise of sex with a child as the small child is brought in. Um, and he says, This will do, and says casually uh, that you need to have a fresh one for waiting for me tomorrow. Um, then we cut to Arya back at the House of Black and White and tells Jockin that uh, she needs more time to complete her murder homework. And he says, Fine, you got to do it tomorrow, but he is suspicious.
1: Yeah, more bullshit. Uh, t- pointless. So we needed unnecessarily, Do we think unnecessarily we necessarily diversion? Go do
0: ahead. we? We needed. Do we need Marin Trant to be a child molester to hate him or to think that he deserves death? Would we be no? Uh, I, yeah. Would be upset if Arya just killed him for being a complete piece of shit and you know murdering? I think Jay, uh What Cereal Pharrell. Uh, beating Sansa, yeah. even though that she probably doesn't know about that. But uh,
1: what? Well, yeah, no, we don't as an audience. He was Joffrey's uh, hitman, more or less. I mean, right. this guy's a piece of shit. I, which, uh, no, I do not think that the extra level of of child rape was necessary. But do you and,
0: think that's what it was put in there for? Besides titillation and just grossness, which seems to be. The, I do,
1: and I because. And I, you know, the first time I watched this, I don't, I don't think I remembered who he really was, um, or even though he was on the show enough, but he's not like one of the fifteen yeah, he's most really interacted yeah, so, with. What? Well, no, I mean, I'm being like, I remember. No, not I'm serious really too. Who this guy is. Yeah, yeah, he's so he's, he's like part of it.
0: sporadically uh, acknowledged. Like he'll be like he's just an extra in most of the episodes. Like he's there, but he doesn't have speaking lines.
1: So, no, I do not think it was necessary. So it's a fucking terrible, again, cruel addition to the show. and it just doesn't – it doesn't really do anything other than, hey, this makes this guy look even worse. So – which, god damn, D&D are just obsessed with, like – not just, like, having someone who's slightly bad. Everybody has to be, like, really, really bad. I mean, with these kinds of guys at least. So uh, – and also I, I hate that they did that thing. Where somebody like half recognizes someone else. Yeah, it's another trope. Yeah, she's a kind of an odd-looking person. Kind of like a triangle head thing. I mean, (laughs) I guess it's been several years or whatever, but still, um, I just I don't even like either recognize them or don't. You know, I don't I don't know why. It's just uh, something
0: that's happened before, and as audience members, we just we we see a, a green light, we go. We see a red light, we stop. We're programmed to like. This is it. it's like when people, you know, when somebody hangs up um, like in a TV show uh, and they show the person that was talking to them, and they look, they go, they look at the receiver like when somebody's yeah. hung up. Nobody has ever done that in the history of real life. Like if somebody hangs up on you, you don't look at the receiver like I can't. Does, is the phone broke? No. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> there's just all these like tropes that we just accept. And yeah, it's it's dumb. I hate it. Yeah,
1: and also this more. is like the world's worst, madam. I don't know what the hell this person. I mean, she's gonna lose quality sex workers when they realize how badly she's treating her, uh, <laughs> her, 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 her hopes.
0: So, like, are we and and then what's the situation here? If we, I really don't want to spend. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to because I feel like we have to give it some kind of examination because the show put it forward. Are we led to believe that this little girl wasn't a sex worker? She was just like. Uh, a girl yeah. who is washing dishes, <laughs> and the boss says, I got a promotion for you. come here don't ask any questions uh and if so that's that, fucking that's terrible what it
1: is, yeah, Yeah. yeah. It's disgusting, so
0: yeah, oh, just awful,
1: yeah all right, so next uh Duran we go to back to uh Dorn and Duran's confronting ilario, tells her to either to shape up or ship out. She kisses the ring and cries while the sand skanks look on, and uh, he more or less tells her it's her last chance or else she's done so. So then uh, Aloria oddly goes to visit Jamie, and they have an awkward conversation about Jamie, uh, more or less. We're not so different. We both like to smash our siblings. Um, Yeah, and then does a whole speech, man. I don't know. It just went on and on. Yeah. Uh, But then she eventually she acknowledges – went on and on about how it should be okay to bang your siblings. Uh, but then uh, the kind of ends with her acknowledging that Marcella's innocent, and I, I. But I don't know that she even cares if Marcella's innocent because she would probably still kill her anyway to start a war. In fact, it does.
0: Yeah. So is this just a big waste of time? Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, and I know uh, maybe let's let's give it. Let's not just shit all over this. What was the intention here? What what did they what did they think they wanted the audience to do or react to this the false sense guess. false sense of security like yeah. okay Alaria's now been cowed she's not going to do anything she's definitely not going to hurt Marcella and then oh guess what she's going to die we're going they're going to hurt Marcella next episode is that that it
1: that, that, that's the best guess yeah um but it's it's stupid and I don't know what yeah could could cut I mean you could cut all this shit but I mean, you know, just to hate Dorn so much,
0: and once again, it's because i I don't like Dorn in the books, but the way they just sloppy and lazily handled dorn it's it's just awful, and I'm glad they like kind of like ended it real quick, and Dorn was basically acknowledged in two episodes, I think in the next season and season six, yeah and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just be done with it. you guys fucked yeah. it up, okay. So, here we go. <laughs> the, so, if you had a semi uh, when we were talking about sex with little children, get ready for a scene with Shireen and Stannis. So, Stannis is hanging out, goes to see Shireen in her tent, and she's reading yet another highly relevant story from history uh, about Targaryens, how the Targaryens fought each other, brother fought fraught brother. Huh, who does that sound like? Amy Stannis and Renly? And they never really recovered from it, and that was the beginning of the end for the Targaryens. Um... But Stannis is worried about his own shit and he's complaining about being trapped by fate, yada, yada, yada. Basically feeling guilty that he's about to do probably the worst thing you could do. Uh, And Shireen's like, no, dad, I want to help. Just tell me what I, (laughs) anything I can do. Which is just fucking rough and stupid. Uh, She gives him the big old hug and then he's like, okay, thanks. I will do what I've got to do. And he has her escorted to a stake. He doesn't even do it himself. He has his guards like escort her Uh, and she sees the pile of wood and the big wooden pole and Melisandre standing there, and she's, I guess, seen or heard that Melisandre burns people, and she puts two and two together. Uh, She tries to stop, but is physically seized by the guards as they strap a little girl to a wooden pole on top of uh, firewood, and Melisandre starts saying some magic words, and Stannis and his wife look on impassively, Salis uh, starts to talk to Stannis about how this is the right thing to do. This is the only way forward. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and it's obviously she was trying to just convince herself because uh, Shireen calls out, says, "Mother, stop them!" Mother and Salis breaks and says, "We have to stop them." <laughs> and he and Stannis is like, "No, it's too late for that." Uh, which it isn't too late for that. <laughs> so Salis runs off, and Stannis like casually nods to one of his guards. The guards holds Salis down, and they both watch in horror, and so do the guards, as Shireen burns to death and we get to hear the whole thing, much like, you know, much like uh, other horrible things we've had to endure, like Sannis' or, not Stannis, Sannis' rape scene, where we hear all this awful audio and we see other reactions close up of people's faces. Uh, Once again, going to that well, because that's so much fun. Um, Just very unpleasant to watch, you know, yeah, somebody
1: calls social services, Jesus. And now her dumb mom cares. God, I hate that lady. Yeah. I uh, want a turd. Um, yeah, I kept, I think in the next episode, do like a lot of his men desert because of this bullshit? Yeah, or do and his, and his wife kills, yeah.
0: him, kills herself. Yeah. But that, all happens, she... that happens all in like 10 minutes, and then he's defeated. It's just mm-hmm. very wrapped up quick.
1: Yeah, I get this. I mean, I kind of understand the shortcut, but God. Um, yeah, this is terrible. Um, I, I, again, I guess we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I guess if George said he's actually going to do it, then it's some degree of it's forgiven, but, uh, it's difficult to watch, but I think it's purposefully difficult to watch. Um, yeah, so. but it does it wasn't
0: earned. I imagine when I read it yeah. in the books, uh, it's going to be earned. Like right. the evolution, how Stannis gets to where, from where he is right now to the point where he's willing to burn his daughter alive as a sacrifice will be somewhat worth it or i'll be able to see some i'll be able to be conflicted about it at all here i'm not conflicted i just feel awful it's like watching somebody get raped again you know what i mean it's there's no conflict i'm not like well you know what stannis should be king so you know maybe you know maybe it's okay to no you're not conflicted at all there's no conflict yeah.
1: and yeah I, yeah I agree with you.
0: Yep, yep. you gotta you gotta throw something in there to make me like wrestle with the wrestle with this decision there's no wrestling it's just awful uh,
1: well I mean I think the point of the, the earlier scene with just Stannis and Shereen that was the point uh, that you, that was what you're supposed to take away from it that he thinks he's doing the right thing even though nobody else would agree and even she's saying you should do the right thing quote unquote so but uh, poor
0: shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. alright so
1: let's uh, take this stupid shit home all right, so next we go to the Great Fighting Pits, and uh, everyone down in, uh, where are they, Marine? Yep. Everyone is still either dressed as a slave or a master. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there's only uh, two, would haberdashers be the correct term? I believe that's correct. Yeah. You either shop at Goodwill or you shop at uh, Nordstrom's, apparently.
0: so. Uh, well, it's like the wildlings. The wildlings all have the same seal for outfit, so... <laughs>
1: Well, I think my larger point is that if this is actually integrating, or there's, or it's just like they all still have these stupid uniforms, even though Danny's trying to break this up. It's also odd that everybody dresses either. I mean, I guess I could see all the slaves wearing, you know, the burlap sacks or whatever the hell they're wearing, but I, it's kind of odd that all the masters all wear like the same two colors or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. It just seems odd. Uh, it's uh, And the fact that they're also doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, uh, so um, some jerk comes out and gives a speech and it's time for the great games. Uh, two fighters say hello. And it's a fight between a fast guy and a strong guy. Uh, they begin fighting each other after Danny gives them a little clap. Uh Dario. Uh, so and also, so sitting on this, uh, I guess, podium or, or dais, overlooking, yeah, overlooking the <laughs> fights is Dario, Danny, uh, his Dar, and then also uh, Tyrion. Tyrion. Yep. So Dario uh, engages in some lighthearted joking about uh, how he was a fast guy and he always it's killed, called amonging
0: uh, when you become the alpha male of the group and you kind of like bully all the other men around, which is exactly what he's doing by thrusting his fucking knife in the guy's neck and shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dario says he was the quickest and he would always kill all the fast guys. Uh, Hisdar tries to argue back that he's seen a lot of big guys win. Danny calls out Hisdar for never having actually fought. Meanwhile, uh, Dario keeps bragging, bragging, bragging. Um, the faster guy always wins. Then Tyrion expresses his distaste for violence his Dar tries to get deep on uh, Tyrion, saying that death is always involved in everything important. And Tyrion says that just because that's the way it is, it's not the way that, that does not mean that's the way it should be. And there's a bunch of uh, back and forth discussions, blah blah blah. Suddenly, um, a uh, and actually, the uh, the quick guy or no, I'm sorry, the big guy ends up beating the little or the fast guy, which uh, is very funny because Dario was wrong about it. Hilarious. Yep. So then, uh, suddenly a wild Jorah appears, and Danny gives the old claparoo, and Jorah's involved in a royal rumble situation yeah. instead of just a one on one. He's doing okay. Almost eats it and, uh, after it's down to just three competitors. When suddenly uh, somebody steps up, and or another competitor kills the guy he's killing. And all the while, he's doing like just like this real creep stare at Danny every time <laughs> he does something. <laughs> I think it's supposed to look convey his intensity and how far he would go for her, but he really just looks like, kind of like a creep. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he's uh, squared off. It's just one-on-one, him and another guy, and uh, he wins by doing some weak-ass somersault stab thing. <laughs> um, so
0: so he's the champion.
1: And so you so, want anything to say before I keep going? It's a lot in one. Uh,
0: uh, I guess, yeah, you know, I'll comment on the typical dime store philosophy that happens these quick, big, Qu- sub- quote unquote big question discussions that characters have for like a second before something interesting happens, uh, we see it all the times. And you know what is this? The power of the necessity of violence for greatness. I don't. I don't know. And then whether reality should be based on what is or what should be. What well, uh, I, I don't. I don't know what's going on here. Just a bunch of confused ideas are just getting thrown out there and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and what, then Dario stuff. I'm not
1: entirely sure what the Dario stuff is, other than, I mean, re- Danny should be pissed at Dario because Dario is, I mean, obviously just trying to show up his dart. His right. dart. He's got to be a smart enough guy to know that Danny and Dario are probably banging. Smash um, Yeah. So I don't know why. I mean, Danny should like be stop it, dude. You know, we've got to keep that on DL. Yeah. Uh, but it, she she does it, In fact, she's enjoying it, and then she actually is. Like, just she's disrespectful to his Daryl putting him on the spot about whether he's killed a man or tried to kill a man. I mean, she knows that he hasn't. I don't know why she trying to put him out on Front Street. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, what
0: is he? What is, why is she bull? Basically, she's bullying him. Uh, and like he's being Santa, sanctimonious, which, which is kind of annoying, frustrating too. He's like always reasonable as you know, disagree. You know, his, his point of view is, you know, something you wouldn't agree with but he has well reasoned arguments and they just shout him down i don't know yeah i don't know what's time trying to, trying to accomplish having danny try to beat up on him as well
1: yeah it's odd because i mean she this still the the alliance that she's seeking to forge i mean it's still tenuous i would think and so but she just like it's salty into his face i guess maybe she thinks she has power over him because she uh, cool, I mean, theoretically, saved his life by not feeding him to a dragon, or maybe she feels so powerful that she can just insult her future betrothed or the leader of this great house. I don't know. The whole Hisdar thing is just so weird. I think in the in the show, uh, it certainly is. I yeah. mean, <clears> throat> I, throat> yep. So uh, whatever, who cares? Yeah. So uh, Jorah's uh, enjoying his victory after his weak ass somersault stab. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, just is, again staring creepily at Danny, uh, but then he picks up a spear and throws it at Danny. Oh no, he misses her. And it's a stupid son of the harpy. Another
0: ridiculous trope where you find out that there's an attack by, you know, somebody, one character somehow trying to kill another character for no reason. (laughs) Like what, like, uh, what were you, were you thinking that maybe Jorah had lost it and he wanted to kill Danny? That, that probably would never have emptied my mind.
1: it would, yeah, I, I think uh, when I watched it the first time, I did because well, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, that's what that's what they're trying to make you think happens when if you're watching it as it as it uh, I happens. I don't know. They
0: should have they should have expressed some of some disgruntledness uh, that Jorah had with Danny. They could have set that up. You know what I mean? With him being depressed and saying that fucking dragon bitch, she thinks she can <laughs> something like that. Like I,
1: that's I know my yeah <laughs> No, but I, but I think they they do it so quickly that you you don't have the time to process the thing through. He would never do that. Instead, he just picks up those and, and kills the guy. So it's
0: kind of a, whatever. A trick but that's, in that it happens that's how the yeah. the fight gets introduced. Yeah, and then they get actually. This
1: is the one thing about the sons of the harpy is that music or the sound that they play uh, when they're starting an the attack, which is very, very ominous, uh, very ominous. So the sons of the harpy engage in a full on attack. Uh, apparently, there's no metal detectors. Or pat down policy or nope. anything.
0: Plastic bags, um, like see through black bags. They don't have any. Yeah, outside.
1: no more than eight, four ounces of liquids. No, nope. There's a full on battle. Uh, Hisdar gets got. Uh, suddenly, uh, Jorah pops up on the dais and tenderly takes Danny's hand, and they run into the middle of, of the pit with everyone else. Tyrion shanks a dude. Um, the group tries to escape, but there's uh, the exits closed. And they are kind of head to the middle of this pit. And then suddenly hundreds more Sons of Harpies appear. I mean, there are hundreds of Sons of Harpy with, (laughs) I I guess, four, four or five. Unsullied. uh, Of the Unsullied. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that sounds about right. (laughs) The Unsullied who still are not using swords in close combat makes no sense at all. And the funny thing is, you know, when the Sons of Harpy, they like run out of uh, almost like an NFL football team running out into the field before a game starts. Right. Just a whole pack of them. Spreading and out. Like, did you see there's one dude who's like like a foot taller than anybody else who runs out? Didn't did you that. notice that? Nope. <laughs> Every time I watched the episode, I've could. I can't stop looking at that dude. It's probably Hodor uh, so came he, back to
0: visit the set and they're like, hey, Hodor, you want to be in a scene?
1: Yeah, he I mean, probably could. You know, he kind of has the body dimensions of the guy who played one of those Bond movies who was really tall and he was a happy Gil later yeah yeah yes yes he yeah, has kind of that guy's body dimensions interesting um, anyway so uh the sons of the harpy pin all of the important people into a circle and it looks like curtains for danny mm-hmm. danny grabs mel's hand and closes her eyes seemingly resigning herself to her fate of being killed uh which uh you know what i'll skip that um i was, was gonna, gonna bring say? up danny's danny's uh she had like a lesbian relationship in the book, or to some extent at least. And so I wondered if uh, her grabbing um, Miss Sandy's hand, if that was like a, a hat tip to that.
0: Yeah, and know? then and then Danny says, not now. We'll wait till later. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh,
1: so uh, just as uh, we think it's curtains for everyone, Drogon appears. And he starts uh, burninating people all over. And instead of finishing the job, the Sons of the Harpy just kind of scamper away or scatter. Um, dragon keeps burning people, but some of these people, I, the Sons of the Harpy instead of just running, are still trying to attack the dragon. But at the same time, Drogon's not doing nearly the amount of damage that he could do if he wanted to. really seems odd. I don't know. I didn't like it so much. Uh, and also in the background, you still see all of these extras running around on the stands. How that, that stadium is not completely empty makes no sense to
0: me whatsoever. In moments, you're either going to fight or you're going to get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Well, no, nobody... I mean, I'm sure none of the the wise masters or even the slaves maybe are fighting for Danny. I, well, you know,
0: regardless, if, if, if they're not fighting, they would be rushing, stepping over each other to get the fuck out of Dodge.
1: Well, that, that place would have been cleared 30 minutes earlier, I mean, right. easily. So... Dany approaches, Drogon pulls out a spear, seems to have kind of a tender moment with him. She then mounts Drogon and they fly away. Well, again, people are still just running around in the stands and um, it's a real Yas Khaleesi
0: moment. And then mercifully the
1: episode is over.
0: So I guess we'll start from the ending and work backwards, I guess, because I I forgot a lot. But uh, yeah, so assuming that she got on Drogon and got the fuck out because there were more Sons of the Harpy there, right? Like Drogon yeah. didn't kill them all. Okay, so what happened to Jorah, Tyrion, Missandei? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just the. I guess it's like a football game, and the Sons of the Harpy goes, "Okay, that's it. We're going home now."
1: I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't. I don't think they ever addressed no, that. They later. don't
0: acknowledge just, it. Yeah. Uh, two, you're right. Uh, Drogon did not wreck as much as he could have, which I thought was fine because he's just a. Uh he acted like a dumb animal, which I kinda liked. Uh it he didn't act like a magical creature. Like he was and eh, he wasn't invulnerable. I mean, they were like throwing javelins at him and stabbing him pretty good. Um uh you know, I guess it's okay. I, I like the portrayal of Drogon here. And it makes yeah. you think that maybe if if Dra- if Danny was on his back uh, giving him smarts, I guess, he'd be able to kill everybody? What? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know either. Um, I, I kind of was disappointed that he he didn't wreck more. And that, now that you've raised it, I'm kind of pissed off that there was no explanation for how they got out of there. And I mean, it's just so frustrating that they, they're, the lack – I mean, I guess they had to do it in order to make all this stuff happen, but – the lack of, of security at this thing. I mean, how did anyone get anywhere that close to... Okay, let's talk about that. Any,
0: it's such horseshit. There is, like, legitimately... I don't know. Before they, Because you're right. At Towards the end, like, about 100 dudes come out. Like, a, a shitload. But even before then, there was, what, like 50? I don't know. It seemed like they were everywhere all at once.
1: Yes, and what? this is, like, the biggest event. And they also know that this... I mean, if... If Danny has any sense about her, then she would know this is a powder keg, because it's the two different classes are all in the same place. Everybody's blood will be up. I mean, they're probably all betting and drinking and gambling and all this stuff. And I mean, there are seriously like 10, 10 of the unsullied there. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you, you would think that place would be packed with unsullied. I, but you know, I understand that 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 they can't be there otherwise the scene wouldn't happen
0: but or there could be an explanation there could have been there could have been an explanation here it is i'm gonna solve it for you right now um khaleesi uh gray worm comes up Uh, there's a fire at the you know uh great pyramid and then you know she's like oh i should leave and then tizdar is like no you should stay and then she's like okay fine take take you know half the unsullied and go (laughs) Just leave twenty good men. Just leave yeah. twenty good guys. But I mean, just that's a, that's a quick thing. Maybe that wouldn't sell it, but that would solve the problem. Like, there's a difference yeah. between solving a problem shittily and not even addressing that there's a problem. And that's no. a pro- that's a problem. Like, all those dudes are just there. Like, I c- you can understand a guerrilla warfare campaign in the streets where these guys could come out of anywhere, but somehow all these guys all have masks and weapons. And they were in the stands all at the same time. It's just stupid. Like it's just not explained and we're just supposed to accept it. And I don't think that we,
1: I don't think that we had any real explanation as to who the sons of the Harpy were. We still never get it. Yeah. I thought that later we found out that they were just hired mercenaries.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't really like there was, even if they were hired mercenaries, there would be a power structure in, in, uh, in place. Like, you know, they would have to be hired by somebody and paid by somebody and, how are mercies, uh, mercenaries just going to mingle in with the ruling class? I imagine they probably know each other. I don't know. It's uh, I don't care. It's just it's yeah. just frustrating.
1: And I think that's what led to most of my frustration with this episode is that there's some real just uh, breakdowns of logic that uh, try to forgive suspension of uh, disbelief. But there's, they're really glaring in this episode, including this what we just discussed.
0: Yeah, so besides, I, I would say the one saving grace for me was watching Drogon do Drogon stuff, seeing a dragon, like, kill people. Um, that's enjoyable. Uh, I but like. But he should have done so much more. I know, but at least why we got he something. Why
1: everybody who had the spear? Why did he burn the shit out of him? I, why yeah. didn't he
0: just burn good guys, too? And that would have been interesting. Like, he's burning yeah. Unsullied and the Huntsons of the Harpy alike. Then I've got Conflict. Once again, there's no conflict. It's just everybody's good. These, these guys are bad. Um... But I did like Tyrion. Uh, among anybody else, he was just staring at the dragon in shock and awe because he did see him, I guess, once flying overhead when they got attacked by the stone men. But that's the yeah. first time Tyrion seen a dragon ever up close. Um, and hopefully, you know, Tyrion's another dragon rider, which we'll find out maybe next season. Uh, but um, so, I uh, other than that, this was one of the. This is a like it's an episode nine for the season so it should have been one of the best episodes of the season but this is probably one of my least favorite episodes of game of thrones i think of all time
1: yeah i think i agree with you yeah this is really disappointing uh lack of logic uh unnecessary cruelty additions to the show that made it worse than the books i mean what nothing really really actually really happened um I mean, there was obviously some things, but not not like big, big tectonic shifts or really big moves. So, yeah, I mean, this this thing stung.
0: Disappointing. All right, rating time. I'm gonna give it a uh, a one. One 0.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna say like a specific sandwich, but I'm gonna say a sandwich that uh, you bit into and somehow it it broke one of your teeth.
0: Oh, that's f- oof. I don't yeah. think I could eat any sandwich if that happened to me again, even if it was like something delicious, like ch- uh, yeah. chicken finger sub or something like that, and it broke my oh, tooth, buddy. Yeah, mm, there's no way. No, okay, no, yeah. I just
1: give up, get, get out of the sandwich game for good.
0: Yeah, and that, you know, and you're expecting it to be good too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, exactly this is what this episode's sandwich.
1: like. That it chipped your tooth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when you
1: chip a tooth, the worst. Yeah.
0: So uh, that has been our review. Now, guess what? Uh, there's I some... got them all taken out. All of them? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm just gumming things left <laughs> and right these days.
0: Maybe you'd prefer the soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I was looking at that pie, though. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, uh, so we've got, I think, uh, I want to say three weeks before the season starts, and then we'll be back to... Uh, business as usual we'll be talking about relevant things again um taking we're gonna s- what taking care of business taking care of business we might have uh, jermaine uh guest nope. star on the
1: <laughs> we talked about this
0: <laughs> season premiere we'll, we might get a, a guest um uh but in the next two weeks we did record <laughs> i did look it up we recorded a review of this episode as well in the past and people are going to think okay there's no way they recorded two episodes and didn't air them but we kind of did um so i might release that next week so if you enjoyed last week or you enjoyed this episode get ready to do it all over again because i might release it tomorrow next week and then after that we're going to have to do the season uh finale of this uh you know season 5 which i don't remember much about it besides uh what happens um what's her face lannister kid gets killed um yeah. oh and the walk of shame so that's kind of cool so um, it won't be terrible so we got that and then we have a dead week which will come up with something special i guess let's uh we could just do predictions or, or something like that yeah we'll do predictions uh, i'm not going to rewatch season six again but you know we might come in with like uh summaries of where the characters are now where they came from where they think they're gonna go that might be good
1: uh, man, this is all fair talk
0: Okay. All right. So uh, thanks, a guys, again. And, uh, you know. Thanks, a guys, again. Thanks, a guys, again. <laughs> I've, I've been to Mario. Uh, but thanks for listening. Once again, re, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Maybe we can go to Con of Thrones next year because it uh, doesn't look like we're going this year, you fucking dicks. Uh, take care, guys, and see you next week.